Hey everybody, this is Joe. Before we get started, I just wanted to warn you, we expressed some pretty strong opinions in this one. So here's a quick disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of myself, Steve, and Ruby, and do not reflect the views and opinions of any other entity or organization. So if you're mad, be mad at us. That being said, as you can probably tell, we go in pretty hard on these boys. So buckle up and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Turn It Down, a good podcast about bad music. Uh, Every episode, we take a terrible song, pull it apart, try to figure out what went wrong. I'm Joe Oakes. And I'm Steve Sachs. And today is a special occasion. We have a very special guest with us in the studio. It is Ruby Lucinda. Ruby, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, he passed it off. No, he was I, like, "I'm not introducing you." Well, you, you know, I don't know you. what I don't know what you want to talk. You know, <laughs> no, what's, I appreciate what's up? that. Yeah, I really course, do. Uh, hi, my name is Ruby Lucinda. Um, I'm good friends with Joe. I am his bandmate, and Joe asked me to be a part of this podcast. You have opinions about music. You have <laughs> uh, strong opinions yeah, about music, and I I hate a lot of it too. I'm excited to talk about it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Of this course. is gonna be fun. But before we talk uh, about any specific tunes, I wanted to just update everybody on uh, something in the bad music world that um, I saw today online that I felt like was good for the show and uh, needs to be read here. So it's February 16th. It's after Valentine's Day, but this is a press release from an artist who has put out some of the some of the worst pop songs of the past few years, Megan Trainer. Oh, boy. Um, this press release uh, was posted by Paper Mag uh, today, but it's from February 8th. So I'm just going to read it. It says this, February 8th, 2019, Los Angeles, California. This is the press. This is a real press release for Megan Trainer's new record. Valentine's Day is around the corner, and whether you're planning on smashing Bay's junk to smithereens or making out with a pint of fish food, you need some fresh Valentine's Day bops to get you in the mood for love. All caps with a heart emoji as the O. And Megan Trainer has got you covered with her new EP, The Love Train. You know you want it. And you can freaking get it, bitch, on all <laughs> digital platforms right here. <laughs> Megan is seducing your ears this V-Day, and you know she knows a thing or two about romance. <laughs> Unless your phone's been broken for a hot minute, you know that Megan just got married to the singer from Spy Kids. And trust us when we say, girl is feeling the love. Uh, my phone's broken. I didn't know that. <laughs> She took a break from her busy schedule to record some fire tracks in Los Angeles alongside frequent collaborators and producers Andrew Wells, Jay Cash, and Tyler Johnson. We know you want to hear songs all about hot newlywed sex Megan and Daryl Sabera, spelled S-A-Caps-B-A-E-R-A. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) Are having. Did you see what we did there? Referring... How clever that uh, Bay pun was. This is out of control. Which is why you'll love the banging single All The Ways. Billboard was wet for All The Ways, calling it another fun, danceable track to fall in love with. And would Billboard lie to you, girl? (laughs) But perhaps the piece de resistance, that's French for wig snatch. Come on. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Is Marry Me, a romantic acoustic guitar and ukulele tinged awe fest, which delivers all the feels and then more feels. Megan wrote the song 30 days after meeting Daryl, and it was so good that she walked down the aisle to it. What? (laughs) Her own fucking song. And just to clarify, she said wig snatch? Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah. And also to clarify, Megan Trainer is the woman who did All About That Bass. All About That that Bass, bass. No Trouble. No Trouble. We know it's a bit hashtag vom worthy, but also am I chopping <laughs> onions right now or are those tears rolling down my face? I'm not crying. You're crying. Joe and, is. And as always, I'm crying. 
As always, our Grammy-winning diamond single-having queen didn't just come to play. She came to slay. She's serving vocals on the passionate Celine Dion-esque power ballad, After You. Plus, Megan's serving your insatiable thirst for dance-ready bops with the upbeat banger that is foolish. It slaps so hard, you'll be standing for days. We're getting a track-by-track play, like, every song on this fucking album. As if all the PDA, including foot massages, butterfly kisses, and piggyback rides aren't cringe-worthy enough, says her brother and videographer Ryan. I got to film it all. Choo-choo, betch. The love train is leaving the station and you better get on board. Wow. Is that it? <laughs> That's the end. That is fucked. That is oh. so much because I feel like she's kind of receded into irrelevance is a mean term, but I, I want to say she's not in the she's not in the mainstream. I this sounds so frantic. This sounds like such a oof. Well, happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, yeah. Megan. I'm congrats on your marriage and everything. I don't would know you, what else. Would you I- walk down the aisle to a song that you wrote? Definitely. Oh, I mean, yes. First of all, Joe. I mean, I think I would too. Definitely, but to wig snatch. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Yeah, it, it does seem like like th- five different people wrote that. Yeah. And let's see which line gets into Buzzfeed. It feels like um, there's like these memes on Twitter where it's like, uh, I fed I fed this bot ten thousand hours of Seinfeld and asked it to write an episode. Here's what I got, and it's like a fake. You know, episode right, of science. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah. like I fed I fed this bot twelve thousand you know tweets and like tried to make it write a press release for Megan Trainer. Like this doesn't feel real. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Oh my god, Ruby. Did you, had you heard about Megan Trainer's recent marriage? No. So I your phone was broken. My phone was also <laughs> broken. That's crazy that yours was also yeah, broken. Yeah, mine's been on the fritz, I guess, as well, because yeah. that's so weird. I missed that news. Well, anyway, um, I hope everybody uh, enjoyed that. Yeah, I and, know uh, I did. We I can now did. that we we're done with the news segment, we can uh, get back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled <laughs> program. <laughs> but that felt important. It it was today, Ruby. You you brought a song for us to listen to, and I feel like in light of recent events, this is an even more pressing subject because you you sort of tipped us off on what it's going to be. But what what song are we listening to today? We're going to listen to Highway Tune by Greta Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, and this morning I forgot the name of the song, <laughs> so I googled "Midnight Girl Babe" <laughs> Greta lyrics. Oh no! And Highway Tune came right up. Oh, that's amazing. All so right. I haven't I haven't heard this song really. I haven't I haven't really listened to any of their stuff because I get I made about a second and a half in. Did your but, phone break? Am I? <laughs> I'm missing oh all God. the hottest. Hey, my wig is snatched right now. Like, is your phone broke? <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna we're gonna play a clip of this song for you, and uh, if you want to hear the whole thing, we're gonna have a link to our Spotify playlist in the description. Also, YouTube playlist uh, if you want to check out the video, or you know you can check it out wherever you stream your music. All right, here we go. All right, well, so that is Highway Tune by Greta Van Fleet. Cool. So, Ruby, why? Uh, what about this song? What's your connection to this song? Why did you bring it in? So I was part of the band Thunder Pussy, who is a Seattle band 
who rips. And at the time we were getting signed to Republic, who was under Universal. And Republic had also just very recently signed Greta Van Fleet. Okay, record the record label. The record Republic. label okay. Republic. Cool. Under Universal. And we went to Manhattan to Republic and just to talk to the people there to visit the studio and everything. And we met probably about twenty five people that day. It's a and lot of people. It was a lot of people. We went to every department, you know, we went to A and R, we went to marketing, we went to radio, and it seemed like every single department was telling us about Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> And they described them <laughs> as a bunch of really nice kids from Detroit. That's okay. it. That's what they said. <laughs> They're a bunch of really nice kids from Detroit. Okay. And you need to understand as a rock band, because Thunder Pussy is a rock band, you need to understand that you're going to be following the marketing footprints of what Greta Van Fleet is doing right now. Mm. They were saying that to you? Yeah. Ah. And we were like, yeah, cool, whatever. None of us had ever heard of the band. Sure. And sure enough, we go to radio. They're like, here's what you have to do. And we're like, yeah, cool. Greta Van Fleet did this and that. And we're like, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, marketing, this is what Greta Van Fleet did. This is what you have to do. And we're like, yeah, for sure, whatever. Um, And then sure enough, the next year or so, we're officially signed to Republic. And we go to L.A. to play a show at the Viper Room. Uh, And it was a essentially a label showcase mm-hmm. of us and Greta Van Fleet. Um, and remember in the front row was Alan Parsons and his wife. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so needless to say, uh, you know, we're, we're scared shitless. Yeah. yeah. Alan, Alan Parsons, legendary record producer, Alan Parsons project, worked with Pink Floyd, worked with Beatles. Right. Yeah. Beatles. yeah. Right, right, right. That was his so first for- uh, engineering job was uh, Abbey Road. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Great sounding album. Exactly. <laughs> um, hot, my hot take on Abbey Road. <laughs> Co- a little controversy already. <laughs> already. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I, I should back up. Uh, when we were loading into the Viper Room at like whatever, three o'clock, someone had just done a music video mm-hmm. and Greta Van Fleet had already sound checked. So the opening band comes in naturally, which is us, Thunder Pussy. And the sound dude comes over and comes to us, Thunder Pussy, four women, and says, listen, all girlfriends out. No. <laughs> no. We have sound check. Fuck, dude. Um, oh, come on. So I was ready, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, so we, we did the sound check and, you know, I was mad. So I was like fucking with him. He was obviously just coked out out of his mind because it's L.A. Sound guy? Sound guy. Yeah, yeah. It's Sunset Strip, you know, and didn't put uh, a microphone on my snare drum. Oh, so I you know. So I'm like, yo, dude, how's the snare drum sound? He's like, good. Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it was that vibe. And it was just like messing with Molly, you know, like through the monitors before we're about to go on. Because, you know, the curtains are down before we went on. Right. That's how it is at Viper Room like, and the Roxy on the Sunset Trip. Like the, the curtain is down before the first band starts. Oh, wow, right. that's, that's pretty So you're sound checking to nothing. You're sound checking to the back of a... Essentially. And yeah. like right before we're about to go on too. So he's like messing with Molly through the monitor who's our lead singer at the time. And she and he was like, hey Molly, like what are you doing later? Are you trying to ditch this ditch Jeez. this gig? Like we're trying to get drinks, oh, you know? scumbag. And yeah, so then we play and then Greta Van Fleet plays and we're like watching Greta Van Fleet and we're just like, oh my God, these poor kids, they're not going to make it. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh. And sure enough, a year later, this video that we just watched, Highway 2, in the music video, yeah. went from, I think at the time it was like 120,000 views to what is now over 34 million views. I think that's a good right. place to back up and talk a little about Greta Van Fleet. Let's do it. Because I, I have a little uh, history breakdown for this band here. Oh, I'd, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, so yeah. 2012, they they uh, they formed. So these these are these are kids. Like, it's 2019, and what are they, 23 now? So the brothers are 22, yeah. and the other two are 19 currently. Currently. Okay, okay. so <laughs> 2012 is seven years ago. Someone do the math there. I, I can't figure out how old everybody Joe, else is. you got this. But they're like 15. Right. Approximately. They're, they're, give or I think it was like right. Plus or minus. Look, I didn't <laughs> fucking major in math. Okay. <laughs> what, I, what I read was that it was basically when the... They were graduating from high school essentially is when they started like really sort of putting work in. Yeah, so they so they they're from uh Frankenmuth, Michigan. Yeah. Which is like not two Detroit. Hours, two yeah, hours from Detroit. No, not Detroit. <laughs> a suburban town that? outside Detroit. <laughs> I just uh just sent you a link to uh, a, re- a video recording of their first show. No. Yes. Wow. A, Ooh, I a, thought I did some digging. A cover. <laughs> Which feels very appropriate. I mean, obviously they're playing a cover, their first show, whatever. Oh, wow. But like, there's something about seeing this particular band play a classic rock cover that you're like, yeah, of course, of like, course. They were just like, oh, we'll just do this, but kind of switch it up a little. But anyway, so uh, if you want to play like a little clip of this, yeah, let's uh, we'll we'll drop a little clip in here. Let's let's uh, let's watch this real quick. That's what I Yeah, so we're gonna have a link to that in our uh, YouTube playlist. And and let's let's be fair. Like these are fourteen year old kids covering Crazy Train. It's fucking sucks. But like, so does everybody. But like, yeah. But like, this is not everybody wins a fucking Grammy in two, for best five years rock later, album. You know? Yeah. Oh man. And this was so 2012. That's that's seven years ago. And this was at the Frankenmuth Auto Fest, I believe. There's this really great <laughs> part where a, a, a very sick gig. Yeah, right? Yeah, I was going to go, but for some reason, yeah. my ride mm. fell through. My well, phone I was went, broken. actually. The, the sound guy was like, girlfriend's got to leave. Did and you? I oh, wow, like, really? Shit, this guy's a fucking dick. <laughs> wow, that's that's a wild video. And it, it just kind of goes to show you how weird their rise to success has been. Yeah. Well, it takes them, hold on. So it takes them five years to put out an EP. Uh, they put out Black Smoke Rising EP, which has Highway Tune. And it takes, like, like you said, it took a little while for it to take off because the EP comes out in April and it's not till September that it starts to chart. Well, so if I could comment on that. Oh, go ahead. So the marketing strategy for Greta Van Fleet for Thunder Pussy at the time for every new coming artist right now coming out of at least Republic to my knowledge is that you can only put out EPs before ah. your first album. So Black Smoke Rising, was that the EP name? No, that's so the that, album. No, that one's an EP, but then they did a double EP after. And that's I was it. like, what the fuck is a double EP? So essentially, <laughs> they did three EPs. So this is the thing. This is the thing, right? They don't want albums. Labels don't want albums because no one is listening to albums. They're listening to singles. Right. So if you market an EP, you're marketing the singles up until that EP has uh, you know, formed completion. Right. Right? 
Yeah. Hmm. Only, people only care about a song for a day. Yeah. There's or if so much there's so much content now exactly. that like no one's listening to a 45 minute record. Right? Is this the idea? That's the idea. And okay. if, if they if they are, the 45 minute record has whatever, like 20 songs. Right, right. That are all very condensed, very short. It's interesting. And it's interesting with them too, because the, the main thing about their this song in, in particular and and a lot of the other songs I've heard is that they are all unremarkable, not super memorable. It's just a inaccurate compilation ripoff of yeah. their entire sound. Them mixed with, we were speaking of earlier between the three of us, Aerosmith, mm-hmm. who, by the way, when they are asked their influences in several interviews, they say Aerosmith. They don't say Led Zeppelin. Yeah, because it's a little well, too course, on the yeah. nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. I mean, it, you, they couldn't. Like it, it's because they're not an influence. They're the source of the material <laughs> right, itself. Yeah. That's different than being an sure. influence. Sure, and it's like, like if, if that's how the kid sings, you know, the Josh, the singer, whatever. But to take the regurgitated lyrics... Oh, yeah. Of Led I mean, they were already regurgitated when Robert Plant was singing them. Yeah. From Robert Johnson and Led Belly. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's he a- already took those. Like, if you already sound like Robert Plant, that's enough to already be called out. But to just take his lyrics and then for the guitarist to also rip off the <laughs> riffs and for the bassist to get on organ. Yeah. And sound like whatever, you know. John the, Paul Jones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. John Paul Jones and the power ballads. Of Led Zeppelin, to lack of a better term. Yeah, because they have they have drawn from like multiple sounds. Because like Highway Tune for me is like that like Black Dog kind of like or the Ocean. Yeah, like Zeppelin those ones. Two, Zeppelin. Yes. Yeah, and then and then there's this other one, uh, uh, Black Smoke Rising. Yeah, Black Smoke Rising. That song. It's a new one. It, it, it's like uh, that's the one that got nominated for the best rock song. The proof of your of what you're saying is that Highway Tune and Black Smoke Rising were both on this double EP, which is so weird because they were on the they were on the first EP. Like, Can it, we just it, parse that real quick? EP stands for extended play single. Yeah, double extended play single. It's an LP. It's just extended, extended, or it's two. It's there's two singles. Is that what they're getting at? But every one of it's the songs like is a eight single. Songs or whatever though. Well, so you'll, like, what's you'll never fun? guess what you'll never guess what Republic asked Thunder Pussy to do. I'm sure what? they wanted you to what do triple. No, triple. Triple. Just in case, just in case you thought that cocaine had worked its way out of the music industry, you were wrong. I got it. We did a double EP. It was great. Triple EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, God. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so high or um, Black Smoke Rising sounds more like the later, like. Uh, um, like like Stairway to Heaven or like sure. you know more, more of that epic sound that big expansive Zeppelin sound and it's just so funny that you can pinpoint it, years you can pinpoint records where they pull from yeah that's a I bit mean, that's much. a problem right like oh it's a huge it's one problem. thing to be like oh Cole, the guy from Coldplay kind of sounded a little like he listened to a lot of Radiohead like he was kind of doing like a a little bit of a Tom York thing when they came up, but you weren't like mm-hmm. the song "Yellow" is "Street Spirit" from the band. Yeah, <laughs> you, know what I mean? yeah. you can't pinpoint an exact yeah, song. That's like, a different. I mean, thing. there's a hard difference between major influence and ripoff. Yeah, yeah, and this this really illustrates that. Sometimes it's hard to draw that line because few people have the fucking audacity yeah. to do it this hard. Yeah, uh, that I think that was. Didn't I say that during the video? I was like, 
the, the audacity. audacity. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just, it's a lot. Th- this has been a lot of what the coverage is about. I have, I, I uh, got a couple um, headlines here mm. and then I'm. Um, and then it, um, that's kind of that's what I have. But I have, <laughs> I have a couple of uh, I have a couple headlines here just from um, uh, pieces, some some think pieces, some reviews about Greta Van Fleet that I think are worth reading. Because we're not the only ones sitting here going like, what the fuck is the deal with this band? Like, mm-hmm. I hope so. Uh, Esquire, the headline headline for their uh, an article that they had was, I feel bad for Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> the, the Ringer wrote, Greta Van Fleet just want to impress their parents <laughs> with with the subheader. It used to be that ch- the chief goal of rock and roll was to piss off mom and dad. Now it's now its greatest purpose is to pay them homage. <laughs> and, you know, that article, I also read that article. That's something I think we'll probably end up talking about later because that's that's a very interesting point of view about yeah. not just them, but rock and roll yeah. in general. Yes. Yeah. Vulture writes, uh, who is Greta Van Fleet's music for? <laughs> Rolling Stone <laughs> included them in the reasons why uh, the title of this article was Why Mainstream Rock Sucked in 2018. Pitchfork hit him with a 1.6 yes. for Anthem of the Peaceful Army writing, <laughs> sounds like they did weed exactly once, once, called the cops, and tried to record a Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin album before they, they were arrested, arrested themselves. themselves. <laughs> That's right. I love that you have this like memorized. Oh, I read that because I was on tour. Yeah. Follow. So first of all, we were following Red Event Fleet on their tour. Yeah. Like playing the shittier slots and all the festivals and like watching their main slots. Yeah. So when this Pitchfork article came out, Uh, it was the only thing that gave me, you know, that I found solace in. Yeah. In the road, you know. Oh, wow. Oh, thank God, pitchfork! Wow, <laughs> finally, I'm not crazy. Yeah, right. Because you must have. It must have felt so weird because it's 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 just they've been lauded, and I I I'm sure nothing was happening. Well, even remotely, you're watching crowds go nuts. That's over what I was gonna guys. say. You were probably like, seeing. Like, because we're reading, you know, you read in the press, like, oh, people love this, and they get nominated for a Grammy, but like. If you're a music fan, a lot of times I feel like you feel like the Grammys are out of touch, right? But like, yeah. you're sitting there watching yeah. however many thousand people uh, actually go apeshit for the yeah. This music. So we would play um, whatever stage it was. We played um, Cal Jam, which was uh, Dave Grohl's festival okay. in September, and. We played 12 o'clock mm-hmm. on the same stage as Greta Van Fleet. I think it was main stage. And 12 o'clock is the wor- is the shittiest slot for a festival. Because it means like people are getting there at 1130. And they're yeah. hungover and they don't want to be there. Or even the morning people are off getting lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. precisely. So that was our crowd. It was maybe, I don't know, 300 to 500 people. Four o'clock, Greta Van Fleet. I come back to the same stage. 10,000 people at mm. least, you know, wow. as far as the eye can see. And it didn't take long to realize the core demographic that bands that I like currently and bands that I will always be in. It didn't take me long to realize the demographic that we are missing, which is young teenage girls. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is the only reason. There's two reasons that Greta Van Fleet have reach their crazy lucrative success one is that they are nailing the demographic of teenage, teenage girls. girls oh really I'm, i mean I, i'm interested to hear you say that so like think of any major rock or pop band sure the beatles yeah 
the Stones, Nirvana, you know, they all mass produced that demographic of teenage girls falling in love with them and yeah. following them and being obsessed. And now, mm-hmm. in a, you know, social media more than ever. I mean, there's just like endless videos of like whoever Josh or, Fre- or you know, Wagner, or whatever, fall in love with me, you know? Yeah. It's ma- yeah. it's massive. I've seen, yeah, when I was looking for, for, you know, sort of material related to them on YouTube, I found, because I was also trying to find some videos of them early on to see like, where did this come from? But it was mountains of, just sort of compilation videos of interviews of like Josh acting like this mm-hmm. oh, made by girls fan, who are like, you know, fans yeah, compilations culture. of like, look at him being yeah. so cute. And yeah, that's a weird. That's interesting. I hadn't considered that. See, I. Because they're weirdos. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, they're, they're, that is just the main demographic of making any artist huge is the biggest demographic, which is teenage girls. And in this situation, white Teenage girls, yeah, oh, who yeah. have the access to get their parents to buy them tickets for festivals or shows or whatever, and like what we were talking about earlier is like, what is rock and roll now? Is like pay homage to these, yeah, quote unquote rock and roll stars. You know, the parents can be like, oh wow, this is hum, this is you know old fashioned good, good old fashioned humble soul music. Like, right, I can the kind of this. rock and roll we grew up. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. So it's not hard for these girls to get out. And yeah. see this band. Um, and even maybe convince their parent. So, like, what I thought was, I thought that hyper-masculine energy was, like, passe at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, like, that will always be attractive to teenage girls in a way. But I, I, I thought we had moved past teaching that that was a positive Yeah, way like, to a sweaty, long-haired dude with a shirt open yeah with a tight pants and a bulge and and obviously i'm speaking from my limited perspective here but like i'm surprised that it's resonating with today's teenage teenage girls the way it did in the 70s 70s and i I don't know if it's the same way i thought and again i thought that i thought the main demographic that it would resonate with would be the type of dad who's like you know you just can't be a guys aren't guys anymore and the type of dad who has a son who's mm-hmm. like, you know, I want my son to be a man and whatever, you know, and that there's this, there's some, uh, it feels like MAGA Hattie to me. For sure. Well, I feel you like- know what I mean? And I thought that was who it was, not who it was for, but who might be attracted to it. it was like the dad who wants to bring his manly son, who wants to teach his son to be a man and wants to bring his son to a show that they can enjoy together. Yeah, sure. And I feel like that exists. But that is not the main demographic. I feel like the the cool, like the honestly, yeah. like the cool dads, the dads that get it, the, the dads that play guitar are honestly like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, this sucks. Like, That's they fair. see through Listen, it. That's children, true. This is a ripoff. Yeah. The crowds that I see are girls screaming the lyrics and like holding up signs saying, Josh, I love you. Uh. You know, there is nothing different from Greta Van Fleet to Post Malone. There is nothing different in my opinion. Wow. They're headlining the same festivals at the same times. Do you remember Five Seconds of Summer? No, what is that? You know that band? Can you pull I, up Five Seconds of Summer? Because I that, feel like yeah. it's closer to that. Like Five Seconds of Summer is like a boy band, but like they're marketed like a rock band. That's what Greta Van Fleet is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I hadn't considered the idea of Greta Van Fleet being a boy band. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll pull go, up um, Five Seconds of Summer. Los 
so that was five seconds of summer. Um, I see why you brought this up because yes. this is this is engineered in a similar way. Yeah, and I had not considered the idea that it's the same thing, but just for like seventies rock. Oh, sure. But an interesting thing about Five Seconds of Summer, they're currently so that song. I don't know if it charted. It was like I just remember reading about it when it came out. Yeah, I hadn't um, heard of them. And I just I also love the idea that like they dropped American Apparel in there. It's so funny <laughs> in uh, her American Apparel <laughs> underwear. Um, but. Uh, Five Seconds of Summer are currently on the charts again no. uh, with a song that sounds completely different. And I'm curious, I wonder if uh, Greta Van Fleet will try a similar, try to make a similar turn where like they just abandon the the rock instrumentation and move toward like more of a an EDM kind of thing, which is what Five, Five Sauce did. Mm. Um, mm. I'm curious if that's the long term goal or if it's just like get get the fans and then you can't make a second album that sounds exactly like Led Zeppelin can you? they could <laughs> like, I guess they could but like do, will, is that gonna will work? They like, is the question. I, that's such a great question I mean their whole slogan basically is that they're four guys stuck in the wrong generation they yeah. repeat that time and time again which is so completely obviously just stupid there is something very reactionary about that kind of rock traditionalism where it's like and i see it and it, it whenever i hear a band talk about their music that does like rock and roll you know guitar whatever music in a way that is recognizable as straight up rock band music as soon as they 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 go yeah, people are using laptops today and people aren't playing the instruments and everything's quantized and, and, you know, like, so, so, you know, and they go on about how the superiority of rock music, every yeah. time I hear that, I'm like, that's pretty intensely problematic to me. Mm. Like, and, and it's, this music does not exclude those people. Those people can go, there we go. Four white guys making yeah. guy music that doesn't have, doesn't make you think about anything. That is such an amazing point. That's actually today what I was thinking about is like there's basically three schools of thought, philosophically speaking, about how to make music. This is influenced by Anthony Braxton for me. And there's like you can restructure oh, music. Oh, good old Tony Braxton. No, I'm I, saying. I love her stuff. Yeah. No, I'm Oh, wow. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. Basically, you can restructure music completely. With a thorough knowledge, you can restructure what you're doing. You can be a stylist you can style whatever music you're going for which i feel like that is most musicians ultimate goal is to just have their own style and what they're doing uh and there's the traditionalist which is why i love that you use that word um greta obviously doesn't fit into any of those categories they're a ripoff however that's that's <laughs> in the fourth category <laughs> bullshit it's yeah. bullshit it, precisely but you know they're going for a traditionalist obviously yeah so with that comes all the inherent um, issues with what white rock and roll is. Yeah. Those issues being appropriation, mm -hmm. sexism, mm -hmm. and violence. So yeah. what Greta is really promoting right now is uh, pedophilic, sexist nonsense. But it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, I can almost let them off the hook because they're so stupid. <laughs> Yes, you know? there's yes, young. they're really yeah. They're 22 and yeah. 19. So if I can just like read you a few of their lyrics, is that okay? Yeah, no, we would love that. So yeah. so the interchangeability of mama 
and little girl throughout rock and roll history yes. is so bizarre to me. And I, I even like on my way over here on the bus, I called my mom <laughs> to get her opinion on this. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. But it started with blues music. Robert Plant took from Lead Belly, mm-hmm. Robert Johnson, whoever. But also at least Led Zeppelin covered their songs. You know yes, what I'm saying? At least they like the gave part. them credit for the most part. Like yeah. they would cover, you know, Gallows Pole and whatever. But still, like they would interchange "Mama" and "Baby Girl" very sexually to a point of just confusion. And it seems to me Led Zeppelin just phonetically used that to their advantage. Greta Van Fleet has taken that to a whole new level, where they use "Mama" really? and "Little Girl" in the same verse. <laughs> Where it's like, what do you mean? Like, why wouldn't you just call a human a human? Yeah. You know, and that that it, it all comes from a point of power and status. You know, like, God forbid I call her a woman. God forbid I call her a human. Let's call her mama and baby girl. You know, and it, it goes further. I picked up the song from the Pitchfork article that you brought up. Yeah. First of all, the first lyric is, all my brothers who stand up for the peace of the land. Four white kids <laughs> saying that. And then they were asked about it. They're like, hey, what does that mean? And they're like, I don't know. It's up for interpretation, but I guess like because we're they have brothers. no idea. Yeah, essentially because we're <laughs> brothers, like whatever. Because you know, love and unity. And the next, mm-hmm. another line in the song, the same song. The uh, the song is about. Um, I'm not sure if, actually if this is the same song. It, <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were saying you seems, didn't know what it was about. I was like, I don't think these songs are really about well, they're much. Obviously well, not. They're, I think you're right. But but the song's about a guy, a, a man dying, and his mm-hmm. wife goes to town to try and find medicine for him. And the lyric is, the Yankee peddler bargains with you on his way. Whoa, sweet mama's gotten herself a new dress. So he goes <laughs> to town. She goes to town and tries to, you know, sell something to... Uh, make her husband better and then she sells it so she can get herself a new dress it's kind of like a jack and the beanstalk kind of thing almost it's a total jack and the beanstalk thing (laughs) but in terms of making this woman be an idiot yeah right you know so they're even like surpassing the sexualization of women they're making them sound stupid and then another song on the same album their new album um i don't know what this fucking song titles are called but this lyric is matter and like it, it's so pedophilic at this point that I don't even know if this line is talking about his daughter that he doesn't have. <laughs> he's twenty or, years old. <laughs> or or a mama. You right. know what I'm saying? Or a girl that he's what, what how what is this? So here's the here's the lyric. You if you just type this in to Google, you can find the song. I'm kind of afraid. Yeah, to, I was gonna say it because like, like it's from well, how you're describing it. I feel like <laughs> I'll, I'm going to open an incognito tab and do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's the what's the lyric? Uh, you are a child in the garden. You're growing up. I'll watch you bloom. And your dreams are not forgotten. You'll be a woman soon. You'll be it's, a woman. You know, if you talk about little We're girls, talk about that song. if you talk about little girls so much and mamas so much. You, it gets convoluted. No, you don't know who you're talking about. If it's you're gross. A little girl or an actual woman. Yeah, it's and a, they're 19. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and when, and that's the thing about it that makes it different. I think because all they're doing is regurgitating Led Zeppelin. Tropes. Yeah, the cliches. They're not. Of those I don't think. Exactly. I don't. But there is something subconscious about the fact that, like, they're. I, I mean, they study this stuff really closely, so they're probably absorbing some of these weird, twisted kind of like, what are women? 
things that come with that. Like, oh, you know, romantic desires are my little girl. Yeah. Or or like mama. Like there's so much in that Mm. shit, but they're not thinking deeply about it. They're, They're just like... But they're perpetual. Like, it's not cool. It grosses me out. I'm a firm believer that you can't separate the artist from the art. And if you go back to Led Zeppelin, they're singing these very sexualizing lyrics. So I'm going to be your backdoor man, little girl. Which itself was a uh, stolen lyric. Howlin' sure. Wolf. Yeah, yeah Howlin' yeah. Wolf. Exactly. You know, they're taking this and appropriating it into sexualizing women. And this is violence. Mm-hmm. Right? Jimmy, mm-hmm. pa- uh, Jimmy Page kidnapped a girl for four years an underage girl for four years she was like 14 right? yeah yeah and you know really 13 or what you didn't hear no, about I this not heard yeah this. jimmy page kidnapped you have the story no right? that's like, that's yeah, it yeah, kidnapped yeah. a girl and then four years later released her because for god knows why and then she has stockholm syndrome it's a crazy story that wow, you need to look up. We'll wild. look into it. But I knew but he Jimmy, was like into like the occult and weird shit like that, but I didn't know he he had uh, inflicted actual violence on a human being. Yeah, it's wild. The story, as I understand it, is that there was sort of a, a groupy girl who was like 13 that he saw and was like, she's mine. Get her to me. Yeah. And some, somehow like that happened. And yeah, he kept her like in his house. And nothing happened and nothing ever will happen. But that opened the floodgates to the rest of, quote unquote, rock and roll history. And here's Greta Van Fleet using the same lyrics. Yeah. Talking about speaking of, let's go back to Highway Tune, the lyrics of it. Talking about Oh Mama is how he starts the song. Uh, Yeah, not a ripoff at all. Um, You are my midnight. Yeah. So sweet. So fine. So nice. All mine. Mine, mine. Mine, mine. Oh. <laughs> like, okay. Jimmy Page could have said the same thing. You're all mine. Yeah. Mine, 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 right. mine. Ugh. I mean, it just, it's sickening because you know clearly that history repeats itself. I think, let's let's take these lyrics all the way through. Let's do it. All right, I'm, I'm going to start from the top here. Yeah, we yeah, got, you know what? Uh, sorry, I'm perusing this, and it's it actually is worse. It gets it worse. Get, yes, it does. So, from the top, Highway Tune by, quote unquote, by Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> Ooh, mama, we're stopping at the green light, girl. No, 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 that's not what I have. Oh, what are you, sorry. Are you looking are, are at you, Genius? No, I'm not looking at Genius. Oh, I'm looking at the Google. Genius is worse. That's, <laughs> what, keep, that's what I have. By the way, keep that. I okay, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you got on Here's what I have. Okay. I have Oh Mama. Yep. No stopping at the red light, girl. What? Oh, we have different. We have a green light. We're stopping at the green light. Girl. I've got no stopping at the red light, girl, because I want to get your signal. Then it says no going at the green light, girl. Should we pull up the song? Because I want to be with you now. Oh. Oh. See, to me, this sounds like we're. That's way this worse. This is way worse. Yeah. That is way worse. Uh oh. Do you think they changed it? You're my special. It? You're my special. You're my midnight. Midnight. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the the way he sings is so sort of ambiguous that like he could and it wouldn't, you know, no exactly. stop. It could be yeah, like we're stopping, no stop. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to mean anything, but like that's interesting. I have different lyrics. I have huh. we're stopping at the green light, girl. Also have that because I want to get your signal. Yeah. No going at the green light, girl, because I want to be with you now. And you have what? No stopping at the red light, girl. Because I want to get your No signal. stopping at the red light, girl. Yeah. I think these are both equally confrontational. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so? there's, there's no... In there's different no weird, rapey ways. Good here. Like, right, 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 right. <laughs> you are my special. 
you are my special. You are my midnight, midnight, yeah. So sweet, so fine, so nice. All mine, 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 mine ooh. <laughs> and then we're stopping uh. at the highway, girl. Do you, do you have that? Yeah. I have no stopping. We are stopping on the highway, girl, because I want to burn my gas. Yeah, I've got yeah. that. <laughs> There's one girl that I know I'm never going to pass. She is my special. She's my special. Yeah, this whole... That's the rest of the fucking song. That's the rest of the song. As a person who's written songs, like, honestly, like, these feel like draft lyrics. Like, the kind of thing that you're like, okay, let's, you know, like, I'm just gonna, let's just get a demo going. Like, we've got the structure. I don't really have, like, a finished lyric yet, but let me just kind of, like, I'm just gonna, like, kind of scat over this and, and, you know, but uh, this is the melody. We'll keep the melody. Yeah, but these are just placeholders and, like, let's move on because, like, we've been working on this for three hours. Mm -hmm. You know? And, like, not only are the lyrics bad, but, like, it's a lot of, like, half- even the chorus, so sweet, so fine, so nice. Oh my, my, my! Like, it feels like he was gonna go back later and be like, "Okay, I'll, I've got the melody, but I don't. These can't be, can't be done." <laughs> well, they are. I yeah. think I'm done with them because I don't even know if there's anything more that we can. I'm really curious though. What happened? How did these lyrics change? Yeah, like, there's where gotta are you, be a where story are you there. Reading them? I'm reading. This is when you Google highway tune That's lyrics. What I this have. is the Google, oh, the first thing that wow. comes up. What are you on? I'm on Genius. I always go to Genius. Well, so that's a good, quick little segue for something that we, Joe and I were actually talking about a couple days ago, and Joe was like, "Save it, save it for the podcast," yeah. which was I'm glad because this actually came out today, a few days ago, maybe like a week ago. There was some rumors on Reddit that the drummer, what's his name, something Wagner, Danny Wagner, Danny Wagner, which is a terrible name. <laughs> that's it's just, okay sure i just i have no sympathy <laughs> i'm relentless right now guys um yeah. had a twitter account right and liked a bunch of islamophobic posts mm. and a make america great again post he didn't post anything he just liked these posts yeah and then someone called him out on reddit was like yo danny wagner why did you like these posts and like posted the screenshots which i saw it's, it's actually Danny Wagner. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then within hours, deleted his Twitter. Uh huh. Deleted his Twitter. He dele- deleted the Twitter. Oh, well, clearly nothing bad was happening. Exactly. <laughs> he just went straight to delete So then <laughs> today, or maybe it was yesterday, on, I don't know, BuzzFeed or some, something, uh, he finally commented because apparently a bunch of girls. We're going to their Instagram and their Facebook being like, can he just apologize? Mm-hmm. Can that, is that okay? Can he just apologize for this? Like to delete the Twitter is one thing that's very telling of his character, but we just want to talk about it. So then he posted an apology. Uh, let me rephrase. He posted a statement mm-hmm. that was not mm-hmm. an apology saying, um, listen, to be honest, I don't know what I like. On Twitter, I don't know what I like. I don't know. I don't know what I intentionally yeah. select as something that I approve of. Exactly. And, and tell the person directly by tapping two times, not once but twice in a row on a heart-shaped icon. I don't know what. Yeah, uh, which is it's not, it's not like I sometimes like pictures of my friend's dog, or sometimes I like a, a you know my friend's baby picture. No, yeah. it's like I like a very racist. Statement. It's a very specific genre of hatred. You have to be following that already. Right? You have to be following <laughs> yeah, people true. that have Make America Great Again posts and Islamophobic posts. I, on Instagram, like I'll be inebriated in some way, <laughs> laying in bed, 
all the lights out except for the glow of my phone, staring at Instagram, kind of depressed, Mm. scrolling down. I follow a lot of puppy picture accounts. (laughs) Sure. And I will just go into a fugue state and like like 30, 40 of those babies. (laughs) And that is innocuous. And that helps my mental health, I think. I don't have the opportunity to like racist (laughs) because I don't follow that shit. Like Danny Wagner, how are you just following Joe? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm not up with this. The opportunity is there for you. (laughs) So then he posted back. I mean, let me just finish his statement. Oh yeah. Sorry. Which was no, 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 which was just, I reflect the values of Greta Van Fleet, which are peace, (laughs) love and unity. Plur. <laughs> Peace, love, unity, respect. That's right. Still not an apology or a, a statement. A lower back tattoo of that. I've seen that. <laughs> so are, That's has this, wild. I wonder if this will become like a PR nightmare for them. I don't know. I, I mean, if they're allowed to play head to headline major festivals around the world. Yeah. And win a Grammy. Up, and win a Grammy. And, and, and win a Grammy wearing straight up falsely appropriated Native American sure. headdresses. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing too, right? I don't think this will yeah. affect them if they can get away with that. Yeah, they can get away with a lot. Well, I mean, I, it's funny that you that we bring this up as as sort of in connection with with the current political climate because uh, to us the whole MAGA world is kind of confounding in a way, right? I I think it's safe to say that all of us in the room don't really understand what's going through a lot of people's heads, but somehow that's the political majority right now and if you're making music that doesn't exclude those people when so much of mainstream pop music does like you're, you're just sort of going well like I, I don't know i don't know we're just sort of writing songs like we're just you know they're not coming out against it they're not coming yeah. out against yeah it. and he, so by default you're kind of for it at that point you right, know if, right. if people are i mean this this is a big question are, are you responsible for the the way in which your audience interprets your work and I, I personally think you, you are. I had a recent debate with someone who felt, no, you're not, you know, that freedom of speech, and I would agree with this, protects you, you know, you can say whatever you want, but that you're not then responsible because there, there's, a, there's a tipping point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Helter Skelter, is Paul McCartney specifically mm-hmm. responsible for Sharon Tate's death? I would say no. No. Right? But if 60 people got killed because of Helter Skelter... Don't you think Paul McCartney should then be like, hey, whatever you guys are hearing, that is not yeah. what I was sure. trying to say. You got to come out and say something. Yeah, about it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I really cannot separate the artist from the art. Let's take, for example, oh, I'm a nerd. Who is the football player who was the first to take a knee? Kaepernick. 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 Colin Kaepernick, yeah. He can't get hired right now. Right. So... You can't separate that player from the game. You know what I'm saying? And he yeah. was the reason that Cardi B and all these people said no to the Super Bowl. And why whoever said yes to the Super Bowl is now ostracized by certain artists. Very famous artists or athletes or whoever. So I guess how is that different than, say, Woody Allen or Jimmy Page? Right. Or whoever, name or name whoever. Yeah, exactly. If the art that these people are making is intended to reflect their beliefs, and then you can reinterpret the art as reflecting. I mean, Woody Allen is a good example where if you go back and watch a lot of it, you're like, oh, 
Louis C.K. Yeah, sure. Great example. He talks a lot about jerking you, off. Yeah. He talks a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. And you go back and you look at it, and it's it's sort of a, you go, oh. Yeah. Oh, he was say he was, he was telling us who he was. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just want to take, I want to step back for a second and talk about Daniel Wagner a little more. Oh, please. Because I, I actually found something interesting. Daniel Wagner was actually a golf star. Did you know that? No. Here's an article from the... Uh, Michigan Live High School Sports. I followed that. Uh, Whoa! From dude. April twenty third, two thousand fifteen. Yo, have you been e- have you been oh. with Nardwar? Like, how the fuck did you find that? <laughs> yeah, I, me and Nardwar go way back. I I just got on a little internet dive because I was I was thinking about it. I'm like, these guys have been on Facebook since they were in middle school. Mm. There's got to be a trail, right? Turns out. There is, and if you want, I could actually go into. I found I found interesting things about. Holy or, shit! Or probably just two of them. Two of them, mostly, mostly. Well, Dan, Daniel Wagner was probably the first one that I found something interesting about. So let me just read this headline here from Michigan Live, April twenty third, two thousand fifteen. Boys golf. Frankenmuth golf coach Daniel Wagner knew at young age his son would golf. <laughs> like father, like son. Frankenmuth coach Daniel Wagner is in a unique position. Not only is he coaching a talented varsity golf team, but he's also coaching his son, sophomore Daniel Wagner Jr., who happens to be his top golfer. Okay, so this is the whole article, you know, um, it all started when Wagner Jr. was a little baby still in his cradle. He used to religiously watch his father hit putts and coach Wagner knew then and there that his son was interested in golf. This guy is a golfer. Um, coach, coach Wagner, when he started walking, he picked up my putter. Coach Wagner said, I mean, just after his first few steps and he tried mimicking me, we knew at an early age that he loved golf. Love the idea of him swinging a putter singing. Mama, mama. (laughs) (laughs) What's Wagner Jr.'s greatest strength? His iron play, Coach Wagner said. He really strikes balls with irons and hits a good three-wood. His three-wood is better than most kids who hit with drivers. He's mature enough to handle that, and he's beyond his years. Oh, my God. I'm not going to make any comment on that because no. it's extremely immature. Isn't it wrong to out your son? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's Let him do that on his own terms. His dad shouldn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting because let's. when did, um, when did Highway Tune come out? When was that? Highway Tune came out 2017, September. Uh, Greta Van Fleet was already doing stuff at this point. So right? what is the drummer, like 16 when that came out? He's 19 now? Like 16, I, I, I'm 17. not sure. I'm not sure. There's another article about uh, Daniel Wagner's golf career that actually <laughs> is a little more relevant. I just kind of wanted to set the scene. So uh, oh. Boys Golf, Michigan, Michigan Live. We're back here again. The Boys Golf section of Michigan Live. <laughs> Dude, you went That's so its deep. own, and it's written by a different, they don't just have one reporter on this, it's written by a different reporter. Dobby. They have multiple boys golf writers <laughs> yeah. at Michigan Live. Okay, so June 6, 2017, a couple years later, and we got a great picture of, of Daniel Wagner swinging the golf club. Oh. Uh, headline, Greta Van Fleet drummer <gasps> skipping state golf tournament <gasps> to perform rock concert in Sweden. Whoa! Wait, so they were already like getting some some local press? Yeah. Oh, they they actually got local press like prior to any of their like that was how it started. Yeah. They started doing like like Michigan like public access kind of stuff. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Here's here's I love this writer, Frankenmuth, Michigan. Daniel Wagner boarded a plane Monday for Sweden a day after his graduation party, full of excitement for what awaited him in Europe. But there was also maybe for the first time. A sense of loss amid the realization that a man cannot serve two masters. <laughs> Paragraph break. And right now, 
Music is his master. <laughs> oh, my God. This kind of sounds like a Zeppelin lyric. <laughs> oh, man, can I serve to master? <laughs> so good. Okay, so the, uh, you know, they talk about his, his stats. He finished second in Division Three. So he's a good golfer. <laughs> Um, and and he, yeah, it, it, the qualifying is happening, uh, that weekend, Friday and Saturday at Ferris State University. Next paragraph, Wagner will not tee off at Ferris. Instead, he will pack drumsticks and not golf clubs (laughs) to perform at a special European showcase as the drummer for the rock band, Greta Van Fleet. Next paragraph, (laughs) (laughs) this writer is out of control. He will focus on rim shots instead of blind shots. (laughs) Oh! Foot pedals instead of foot wedges. Ooh! And the American grip instead of the baseball grip. Oh my God! American grip? Did he mean? Is that like? Is that like over traditional grip? Well, American. I think it's like. Is an American what they call like overhand? I don't know. You would know. I don't know. Uh, Welcome to an episode of uh, Drummers. (laughs) (laughs) Drummer, what weight sticks you use? Seven A, seven A, bro. You know that. You're a seven A person. I'm a five. I'm a five B guy. Like you would be, you slut. (laughs) Shows off. Uh, Next paragraph. His fairway to heaven has taken a deep. No. Even they know. Oh my god. Even they know the ripoff. Oh my god. (laughs) Even their supporters. I feel uh, like a little upset. I didn't see that coming from like a fucking mile away. Fairway to heaven, like it's good. It's good, but like I, we should have seen that. We should have. Uh, that's why this has a writer, and I'm not. Oh my god. Career-wise, golf isn't really much of a priority anymore. Mm. Wagner said, "18-year-old Wagner talking about his career. Career-wise, now it's sitting on the back of the shelf. That's really hard to admit to myself. I love golf. <gasps> to think that I won't be playing it competitively anymore. That's hard." Golf and music have been equal passions of mine growing up. It was a great father-son bonding experience. Same. Golf. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm a father-son bonding. All of my closest friends play golf. There was oh. the assumption by my friends that I was just gonna keep playing golf in college or past that. Paragraph break. Then the music happened. <laughs> I mean, honestly, guys, you're giving him a lot of shit. Like, what rock and roll legend do you know? <laughs> That doesn't have a golf pass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like it's kind of a it's kind of a natural golf is a listen, gateway drug to rock kind of, and roll. What kind of what kind of punk doesn't have a membership to a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year? Golf I'm talking club? Joe Strummer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen Hanna. Come on, guys. Get yeah, on all it. great golfers. One of the things that kind of helped make my decision to focus on music instead of golf was that when I was playing golf, I was thinking about music. Wagner said, but when I was playing in the band, I hardly ever thought about golf. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Hardly ever. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sometimes. It's a strange combination. <laughs> you wouldn't think that our music and golf could coexist. They have different rhythms, different emotions. But I think golf has helped me as a drummer. It's taught me discipline. It can wow. sculpt your personality. Music and golf, it's probably not as uncommon as it would seem. <laughs> <laughs> we treat women the same when they come up. That's, that's right, yeah. <laughs> it's just like golf. Gentlemen only, ladies forbidden, right? Yeah. Isn't that what <laughs> And Highway Tune is right there in the article. It is. That's the that's the linked. It's the link. Oh, wow. oh. Uh huh. Our next step is to grow our band in Europe. Wagner said it's a big step for us. All the touring, all the traveling is exciting. It's fun. My dad has been so supportive of me. I owe him so much. It really has been amazing. But there's 
still a part of me that feels awful that I'm letting him down or I'm letting the team down. The great part is that when we found out about the tour and that I would miss the state meet, he said, no matter what happens, he's on my side. Okay, so that's kind of Daniel Wagner's background. (laughs) Wait, who else do you have? Because this shit is gold. Okay, so Facebook, right? We all have them. I was looking. I was like, I wonder if these kids are on Facebook. Turns out they still are. Mm. And let's let's just take That's a look at. That's how you know they're into to dad shit. Mm-hmm. They're still they're still Facebook. on Facebook, right? Does he really have an American flag background? Yeah. So I just pulled up. You know what? I'm gonna. Is that real? Yeah, that's real. That is real. That you have his Facebook. Up? I have his actual personal Facebook up, uh, and not a lot of it is actually private. All I did was I put his name into the search bar <laughs> on Facebook. I didn't do anything crazy to do this. I was like, I wonder, and I put his name in, and it was the first thing that came up. That's crazy. So Josh Kiska, lead singer of Greta Van Fleet, his cover photo, like the background thing, is the American flag, stars and stripes. Stars um, and bars. Oh no, that's the his. That's a confederate flag. Sorry, <laughs> there's not much difference. Well, at least it's not that one, right? Um, he's uh, his profile picture is him covered in like fake blood, smoking a cigar shirt. I'm turned on. I don't know about that's you. It's pretty hot. The, the cigar thing is kind of nice. Exactly. Uh, he's listed as singer songwriter at Greta Van Fleet. Works at writer. How is this not scrubbed? Who is his team that they didn't go, hey, by the way, delete your Facebook. Yeah. Or make your Facebook private. Like, why? They just won a fucking Grammy. Yeah. They're boy band. And his Facebook is just right there. It's nuts. Uh, his intro, his little bio blurb is born in a crossfire hurricane. Hey, he- it was really nice talking to you guys. Gotta go. <laughs> you gotta get out of here. Um, and here's the thing that I really wanted to, I'm not going to dig into his, like, his actual personal shit on Facebook, because that is not cool at all. And I, I almost feel like this is a little... Much, I mean, but it's it's, it's for pretty easy to find. Like, much, in fact, it's a guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right now, right? Yeah. And here's the thing that brought me to this because I, I found this on YouTube before. But he also lists himself as director at freelance filmmaker. No, <laughs> hey, so he has ambitions to. He doesn't have ambitions. He has achieved. <laughs> Just like Daniel Wagner came from a golfing past, Josh Kiska has directed several straight-to-YouTube films. No way! (laughs) And you can watch them on his YouTube channel that has a little over 1,000 subscribers. Shut the fuck up, really. Pull it up. Joe, come on. I am dead serious. I think we should just take a look at uh, just a clip of one of his movies, okay? Sure, yeah. Movie is a strong word. Even a stronger. All right, what do you guys want to watch? You want to watch The Open Flame, The Damned? The Open Flame. What is it with this, like, this, 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 like, epic, you know? What is it that appeals to people about that? I don't know. The Damned, The Open Flame. Like, okay, so. The Angel from Hell was one of their lyrics that I found today. The Angel from Hell. (laughs) She is the Angel from Hell. Of course, of course, she is the Angel. What does that mean, man? This is the oldest one, I think, that I can find on here. It's from four years ago. Madhouse premiere trailer one. This is in the YouTube playlist, so check it out there. Island. Uh, that's why 
just saw somebody. The, the trailer is just a dude sitting on a toilet. The yeah. whole time. For three minutes and 13 seconds. So, yeah. Yeah, we didn't watch the whole thing. Something that so. could also easily uh, encompass what their music is. <laughs> just a dude sitting on a toilet. <laughs> just yelling. This is the teaser trailer from 2016 for Ruthless Blood. Is this like a, a gang-related film? We'll find out. Yeah, this is like a, a gritty love, period I'd drama. I'd love to get his take on like uh, the the ongoing feud between the Crips <laughs> and the Bloods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's ruthless blood. Crip. These ruthless Bloods. <laughs> yeah. Do we have okay. any? Do we have any idea if these made it? Like, did they make? Did they finish these? Well, I don't know because it said, as you saw at the end of the trailer, it said coming to screen. <laughs> This summer, <laughs> not specifying what size or type of screen. So I'm assuming iPhone screen, yeah. laptop screen. Twenty sixteen. Um, that's a, that's me, a f- iPhone six. Uh. <laughs> I can take a look right now. There is there is one. It's ten minutes thirty seven seconds. Called The Damned. Filmed in two days. This domestic psychopop thriller delves into the heart of darkness as Minister Potter battles temptation against what he believes to be a demon spirit that subsides within and. There's a break there, so yeah, it's it's some sort of horror movie. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if he's still pursuing his his dreams of being a filmmaker. I wonder if he'll go back to doing that. I think he point. will. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna say though, like you know, do these kids come? From, well, the one was a golfer, but do these kids come from money? Like, you know, I can't tell. They seem comfortable. To speak from where they come from, that Michigan area. Obviously, I don't know like the class status of where they came from or anything. But Allison is uh, my girlfriend the singer of uh, me and Joe's band. She is from Michigan. She's from Detroit. Okay. Actual Detroit or two hours away? Detroit (laughs) and 20 minutes outside of Detroit. Okay. Because she grew up in a split family. So what is the town they came from? Frank? Frankenmuth. Frankenmuth. She she was the first person to tell me like, hey, Ruby, you know they're not from Detroit. You know how they're marketed as. They're from Franken, whatever the fuck. That is a very rich uh, beach town. Of oh, Michigan. Huh. Okay. It's like a vacation town. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, you showed me the first video of them playing at the auto show or whatever. Yeah. Right. That's all I ever envisioned of their upbringing. And it was like the Pitchfork article that stated, you know, the only reason they are a lucrative success mm-hmm. and thousands of other bar cover bands aren't. Is because they're good looking, quote unquote, uh, and those guys are bald. Yeah, playing in these bars yeah. in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so, no difference, and even the bald guys playing in the bars are at a very much higher level, instrumentally speaking and philosophically speaking. Yeah, but yeah, so it's it's safe to assume, and I mean, also judging by the um, the production values of like the the trailers we just watched like he That's has access what made me think, yeah. he has access to to good equipment obviously great equipment mm-hmm. there's no, there, i don't get any sense of like we play hard loud music because of the struggle it goes back to that ringer article thing of like our dad loves this music yeah and he he you know i i think i saw that his their dad played bass and sort of introduced them to the music and they fell in love with it and so it's like this nice sort of comfortable situation where they start playing the music i don't know the point of playing rock and roll which is the first form of punk was that you had to play that yeah. to survive that was the only way that you could survive right and that is what rock and roll is in the core essence of rock and roll any make-believe version of that which is what Greta Van Fleet is totally and utterly exuding is a false representation a ripoff of what rock and roll is so their whole f- marketing team has projected them as 
rock and roll is back. You know, they are stuck in the wrong generation and they are bringing rock and roll back to the masses. They're not. Their dads showed them Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith one day and were like, this is what cool guys look like. Yeah. They didn't need to do this. They did it to be cool. And that is what's wrong with Greta Van Fleet. And that's what's wrong with Post Malone. Mm -hmm. And that's what's wrong with the Grammys. To go back very briefly to what you said about, you know, the cover band doing the rock and roll thing. And this is, they're just distinguished by who they are. I want to play, uh, I'm just going to throw it in the, the YouTube playlist. I found a couple car commercials their songs were in. One from 2014. Having kids was always in my plan. Having a minivan wasn't. Enter my 2014 Chevy Equinox. It has the space the kids need and the style I gotta have. Plus, I love its great gas mileage and Chevy mileage. Having a family shouldn't mean sacrificing my style. And my Equinox makes it easy to be a dad, even if I don't always act like one. Lease a 2014 Equinox LS for $199. Mama! So that, yeah. That's incredible. So uh, that's really funny because um, there's this one way I've been um, explaining who this band is to people. And and I've been saying, like, they sound like you're at a show where where there's a Led Zeppelin cover band. And you're like, oh, I I guess I don't know this one. Maybe this is a deep cut. Maybe I'll know the next one. And you're like, no, I guess I don't know this one either. I, it's definitely a Led Zeppelin song, but I, I don't I don't know why I don't know this one. That's so mm-hmm. weird. And yeah. then that keeps happening. But the other way, and, and this is more complicated, so I, I haven't expressed it, but it's something I've thought about is um, this happened with the Black Keys. The Black Keys came out. They sold some songs on commercials. And then there were all these commercials that had like Black Keys type songs on mm-hmm. them. A mm-hmm. lot of them were like whiskey commercials and some of them were car commercials. That is what I feel like Greta Van Fleet sounds like, but for Led Zeppelin. And so to see that that's actually what they are, like yeah. they're the band making the fake Led Zeppelin songs in the exactly. back of car commercials. It's just too exactly. perfect. So just for context, I don't, I don't know if we said it before, but we just watched, it's a 2014, published March 12, 2014 on YouTube. I'll put it in the playlist by Chevy Detroit. And it's a very legitimate Chevy Equinox commercial. And the backup music is, quote, a featuring local band Greta Van Fleet. So this was when Greta Van Fleet were teen, young kids as a local band. Somehow they got the connection at Chevy Detroit to make a... Well, when you play the... Uh, the, the, uh, the, the auto... That's where they must have done... <laughs> they do the networking. Um, but this is the thing. I read it somewhere. I can't remember. And it was like someone someone was like, oh, you know, how long are, are, are bands like this going to be successful? And I'm like, it's like, as long as the licensing rights for Led Zeppelin are way too expensive, <laughs> these bands will be around. That's so good. You That's know, because good. someone yeah. needs to make the Led Zeppelin song that yeah. you put in the back of the cool trucks driving. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah. But somehow, because of who they, what they look like or whatever, they became megastars grammy winners maybe you guys can find this but the original bio of greta van fleet on spotify you know how everyone everyone has a bio on spotify yeah so the bio that they clearly made for themselves the the opening line was and i remember this because i've repeated it so many times to people who i saw throughout the day that i found it was greta van fleet a band of four good-looking millennials stuck in the wrong generation Oh, oh! You know that sounds familiar. <laughs> I don't know. I might have sent it to you. That is a fact. Yeah, good-looking millennials that. stuck in the wrong generation. Also, they might be Gen Z. I think we're kicking them yeah, out. Yeah, they're not millennials. <laughs> we're kicking them. They out. are millennials. I mean, they were all born. Uh, 
Oh no, they were a couple of them were born in the well. I mean, the I'm making the executive right. decision on behalf of our entire generation. They're gone. They're, they're gone. They're not, they're banished. We're not owning you. I do have an early uh, biography of theirs though <gasps> from uh, MusicPage.com. This was pre Spotify, I think, was because that? this was this was in. Uh, no, I, ha- I had this from before, but I don't know how I found this, but this is like a very early page and there's an early version of Highway Tune on here, I think. But it's this website called musicpage.com that I've never heard of, which is kind of like a Reverb Nation adjacent yeah. thing. I also found the Reverb Nation through it <laughs> from back when they were teamed up with a team called North Star Media. Which um, so they've been careerist from the fucking oh, sh- jump. Sure. That, that's what you're saying. Yeah, this was it says year founded 2012, member since uh, January 3rd, 2013. Oh, yeah, their first show thing. was 2012. Yeah. This is very good. So they have a uh, genres rock, blues, southern rock, location, Frankenmuth, Michigan, southern United States. Rock. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sounds like guess what well, it says. Of course, it says Led Zeppelin. Sounds like Led Zeppelin. Nothing else. <laughs> Here we go. They sit so that's self-described, first of all. Yeah. Okay, great. And this is interesting. This 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 details section is is interesting. I've never seen this on a music page, but this looks like it's an interior like industry page. It says original material, two hours, zero minutes. Cover material, four hours, zero minutes. CDs released, zero. CDs sold zero. Uh average draw seventy-five. Largest crowd, three hundred. Have sound. Full PA. So this is like some like old school hire, like, shit. Yeah. Um, and here's the biography. With the unique and crafted compositional skills of Jacob Thomas Kizka, the writing artistry and blood-curdling wails of Josh M. Kizka, the rip-roaring thundering behind a set of drums Daniel Wagner, and the analytical fusion and well-rounded vibrations of brilliant musician Samuel F. Kizka, you have an unforgettable classic rock foundation with a blues descended vibe and on various occasions vocational crossfire between folk vocational crossfire I was going to say I'm keep back up there what do, what do you what do we think vocational crossfire means <laughs> Isn't that where Kiska was born <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah. a vocational crossfire hurricane that's right <laughs> that's why he's the damned go that's, ahead that's right that's right vocational crossfire between folk and perhaps a hand, perhaps a handful of other genre sounding variable <laughs> listen what? we'll do whatever the fuck you need just pay us <laughs> pay us the fucking money <laughs> Uh, band members, Josh Kiska, vocals, 19 years old, and vocals that take you back to the days of the doors, Led Zeppelin, and the times when rock was king. Josh has an amazing stage presence, full of energy. Can we talk about that briefly? Because no, he doesn't. He kind of just stares up and looks really uncomfortable. (laughs) Okay, I just want to say I wish that everyone at home could see Joe's impression of the singer of Greta Van Fleet. It is so spot on. It's uncanny. If if I'm in the mood, I'll do... (laughs) Something on Instagram. He takes off his glasses and his eyes glisten in the light. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing stage presence, full of energy, crowd-pleasing vocals. Josh is also a freelance filmmaker when time permits and is one of the most creative, dedicated individuals when it comes to entertainment. Jake Kiska, lead guitar. Jake, also 19 years old, literally started playing with guitars as soon as he could crawl over to his dad's guitar that was sitting on the living room floor. Jake started picking and playing with that guitar and hasn't stopped yet. Whether it's playing the blues with an amazing slide guitar sound or original licks that Zeppelin would be proud of. Oh, okay. wait, can we, we pause for a second? Sure. I just want to make sure that you put on the YouTube playlist, speaking of Led Zeppelin would be proud of these riffs. I would like uh, to put the interview a few years ago of Robert Plant. Oh, yeah. You Have you seen that, Steve? I, I have a quote from him referring to Josh. 
Um, I hate him. He borrowed that voice from somebody. I know it very well. But what are you going to do? It's okay. They are Led Zeppelin 1. Yeah. It's like, the kid looks like he's just dropped out of a kind of, a beautiful little singer. Yes. Very smart. I've seen them. Yeah. They're really, really young. Yeah. I've seen him. And I hate him. He's, uh, he has got such a huge voice, that young yeah, fellow. Yeah, and he man. borrowed it from somebody I know very well. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Okay, it's have okay. You been, have, do you know, has he has he tried to meet you? Have you Has he been, have been re- no, requests? No, no, I mean, at least he's got a bit of style, because he said he based his whole style on Aerosmith. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I also had something from the woman who inspired uh, Greta Van Fleet's name. Her name was Gretna. Oh, Gretna, yes, Gretna Van she Fleet. She said... It's not my favorite music, but they're talented. <laughs> this so this was just a random elderly woman in their community, I guess, right? Yeah, I, I forgot what the connection go, was. I think one of them had to like chop wood for her, like for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think she was just so, a lady in the like neighborhood. Craigslist gig or something. That's where the name came from. Did you? I did not know that. Yeah. Hey, Leonard Skinner was a gym teacher. That's right. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it was Leonard Skinner. Leonard, yeah. His name wasn't, he wasn't the sickest Leonard. dude in the world. How cool would you be if your name was Leonard with all those Ys? <laughs> also, if your name is Leonard, hit us up because I want to talk to you. Because I guarantee you there's like oh. hundreds of people out there named Leonard now. Got it. Okay, so uh, we're going to read some YouTube comments on the official Greta Van Fleet Highway Tune the Vivo. So it's it's on Greta Van Fleet's account. It's on our playlist that we've linked in the description. So let's check out. I'm going to just start diving into these comments, see what we got. From uh, YouTube user John Jones one week ago. Since when is sounding like Zeppelin a bad thing? Fuck that. Rock on. <laughs> From YouTube user Almost Breezy three days ago. <laughs> I've never listened to rock. But shit, I'm a start. <laughs> Rock on, emoji. Uh, wow. I, I found a live version. I was curious what people were saying on other videos. And this speaks to Ruby's earlier point. Uh, this is from YouTube user The Axe Forever, five months ago. It says, I could never, ever get my daughter to listen to any of my classic rock favorites like Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith, etc. Then a couple of weeks ago, she says, listen to these guys, daddy. I think you'd like them. I think they're awesome. And I said, are you kidding me? I've been trying to get you to listen to this kind of stuff for years. Long story short, I'm a big fan of these guys, and they help me to connect musically with my daughter. Thanks, Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> There's a reply under. Well, that's sweet. It says, same kind of thing happened with my son. He's 17 and digs ELO and Steppenwolf. The marketing is working. Did I tell you my the first show I ever went to, my dad took me to see Steppenwolf when I was like seven? No way. Yep. First show, Steppenwolf. Wow. Tweeter Center. Yeah, that's interesting, though. He's connecting with his daughter yeah. over Greta Van Fleet. Well. She's crushing, and he's like, oh, this is better than top 40 radio hits. I got one from Paul C. yesterday. All caps. These lads are sucking diesel. <laughs> Agreed. Long may they rock. Oh, Come to Belfast soon. <laughs> so I guess that's like Irish slang for like, they're really good. Second they're sucking diesel. diesel. Would have thought that diesel was dick. YouTube user, PinkEye00, people just don't know how to handle this shit. They've not heard rock the way it's meant to be sung. Too much Gangnam style and Bieber shit. (laughs) Which is funny because last year they posted a selfie with Justin Bieber. Did they? Yes. Uh, That makes sense. 
From Rice Myat, 11 months ago. I don't know how much virgin blood you needed to get to perform this black magic, but it was worth every drop. Awesome. Jesus. Fuck you, This dude. is uh, more to your point about threatening violence. and Yeah. Oh, Greta. There's a lot of comments about nostalgia. People saying, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 60 years old. This sounds like the first time I heard Black Dog. I'm 55, blah, blah, blah. Here's a good one. I am a 228-year-old vampire from Louisiana, and this makes me feel like a young Jacobin on the Paris streets back when I was a human and a revolutionary. Laissez les bon temps rouler. Oh, 23 replies. There you go. We got from Dana Brown three weeks ago. Great rock. Masculine guys? They like women? Makes my 80s rock band heart proud. Good on you guys. I am buying all your stuff. It is original and in line with all I love. It is what rock and original should be. Well done, lads. Keep it together. Don't take yourself too seriously. Remember, it is the fans that make you, and you will have a long, prosperous, <laughs> oh and productive God. future. Good on you, lads. You know what? When Queen blew up, and then Freddie Mercury had his career, and then David Bowie and Prince, you know, I was concerned <laughs> yes. with... The power that heterosexual men had on the world, but you guys are bringing but it. But you're back in line. Home. You're in line with my values. <laughs> yes, I love that they said that. You're in line with my values, which is Me. that men should be men. They should marriage is between a man and a woman. I mean, maybe in some ways, uh, rock and roll is back. <laughs> if that's the case. I mean, yeah. If that's what rock and roll is, <laughs> then here cool. it is. Boom. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think it's yeah. time to 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 wrap it up here. I think we've said what? as much as as much as we can about this. It's only midnight. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I'm all sweaty. I got all worked up talking about this. Yeah, Ruby. I, I just one quick question: Is there anything they could do that would redeem them for you? Um, a thorough apology for their lyrics for like how you said the audacity to appropriate and rip off such classic rock and roll from the 60s and 70s that was already ripped off and to create a new sound to do something that is actually real if they do something where you go oh that sounds like Greta Van Fleet yeah instead of that sounds like that band that does Zeppelin or maybe like to redeem themselves is a strong word I'm using but to even suggest anything progressive or political just to say, hey, vote. <laughs> <laughs> that would do it for you? That wouldn't do it for me, but that would be like, oh, there's a sliver of respect now for you right. guys. Right. Like they, they, if they took it on themselves to use the platform that they have with such a wide variety of people to, to make yeah. any sort of statement. Uh, yeah. After festival after festival, instead of going out and, you know, fucking girls, you went to your hotel room and you watched CNN and you had a sound original opinion of the current political environment and you wanted to make a statement on your social medias that wasn't projected from Republican Republic marketing. Uh, <laughs> I like how you say, I like how you said Republican when you meant Republic. That was a, that was a subconscious slip. <laughs> and I mean I meant every word of it. <laughs> Paging Dr. Freud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah. I think Danny Wagner needs to get back into golf, personally. <laughs> I honestly do. He had a good swing. He looked Maybe like he had like, a great Maybe he elect him president. He could spend half his term he's already, on, the, on the links. He's already got the golf part down. Mm-hmm. Masculine guy likes yeah. women. Um, so, yeah. I, I want to thank everyone for being here with us, despite the music we subjected you to. Ruby, I especially want to thank you for, for being here, sharing your opinions, bringing us this wonderful song. Yeah, thank you. Joe and Steve for having me. This was a lot of fun and I got a lot of 
things off my chest that I've been thinking about for a long time. So this is a great opportunity for that. Thanks, We're here guys. for therapy. And yeah, right. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Turn It Down Podcast. Follow us there. Like our shit. Uh, you can email us at turnitdownpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you if you have comments, suggestions, corrections, anything like that. If you disagree with something we said and you just need to tell us that, I'd love to hear it. Nerds, hit me up. And yeah, we had a good time. How the fuck do we end this podcast? <laughs> oh, mama. Oh, mama. mama. Bye, 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 little girl. <laughs>